Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Coming up on a Friday, Friday. <laughs> Save that. Save that. home on a Friday, January 5th, 2024. I've, uh, I'm surprisingly more comfortable saying 2024. It took me a long time to say 2023. I couldn't get 2022 out of my head. But 2024 has just come naturally to me. I don't know why that is. That's because you're an even guy. Maybe I am. And maybe yeah. I'm an odd guy. Maybe you're an odd guy. Uh, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's our executive producer. Uh, Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, is here as well. Good morning to both of you. This is my Michael Jordan flu game right now. I need you. You need to carry me out of here uh, later. I am. I'm struggling. Well, then I'm expecting one of your best performances ever. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he did have a really <laughs> nice game. Okay. Yeah. No a, one carried him in that game. Correct. He carried the entire game himself. No, I mean you need to carry me out of here uh, at the end. At the sure. End. Yes. Mean, while while the show is on, I will just sit back and enjoy the greatness that you will elevate yourself to. <sighs> As you fight through whatever um, it's the normal cough crud. and crud that yeah. you kind of clear I, out of your system, I tested for COVID. I, I did not. I do not have COVID. It's just I have two kids in you know school and preschool, and it just I've been pretty good about it. It got Hannah first. I thought I was immune, and I'm not. I'm not. So um, that's how I'm feeling right now. And I will. Jordan did have a monster game that that night, didn't he? And it turns out it was not the flu. It was food poisoning. I can't decide what would be worse to play through. Bad pizza rolls. It was yeah, bad pizza rolls. Um, what would be worse to food poisoning? You think? I think so. Because it could be. Well, food poisoning feels as bad as the flu. It really does. And all we're really talking about, what does it feel like? And food poisoning is just as bad, but it has more of an urgency sometimes, even than the flu. You need to be near exactly a toilet. Yeah, because you'd have the stress of going. What if to? I'm not can't make it? I mean, you're on a basketball court. It's not like the restroom is right there. You've got to go you're jumping. You got to run you're down jostled. a long hallway in an arena somewhere before clench, you can clench, even clench, clench. Find it's a bad spot to be. Let's say when nature calls. Yeah, I mean that's why you know you hear the story of NFL football players. Absolutely disgusting. There's nowhere to go on the field, and there's no time to go during the game. So some of them have admitted many times that they just 
They just go. Like, just in Number their two. Yeah. <laughs> just go, man. Just go. That's one of the reasons why I never wanted to be an NFL player. That's one that. of the reasons. <laughs> you totally could have been. Otherwise, the proximity Otherwise. to the bathroom was really... Holding no, you back. The proximity to the guys who didn't care if they made it to the bathroom or not is oh, actually okay. so, more of my issue. You're, you could have gone pro, but you didn't yeah. want to because guys may poop themselves next to you. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like That's that. a I possibility like going here. into our bathroom here. I, I went and used the bathroom. Someone was in there. I hate that. I wish there were private bathrooms just for... Well, just for me, actually. Just for you. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs their own bathroom. Well, happy Friday uh, to everybody out there. We will we will power through uh, these last couple hours. Got Kyle Glazer coming up at 835. Interested, uh, as you mentioned, Ben, to talk to Kyle about who potentially could make a splash uh, this year. Kyle's been doing really, really great work. Well, Baseball America has been very high on the Padres minor league system. But is it... Is it a system that's ready to produce major league talent yeah. right now? Or is it a system... That is once again ripe to perhaps trade away some of those guys to acquire major league talent. It's the the age old question. If you're a Padres fan right now, we had a great tweet the other day from a guy that said we cannot continue to do this. We cannot continue to unload talent. I will say though, who who stings? You know, Jack Sawinski is a guy that like had a really good start with the Pittsburgh Pirates last year, and and you went, oh man, it would have been nice to have him in the outfield playing for the Pods. Um, there's been a couple, I mean, and I'm not talking Trey Turner days, guys. I'm talking recent memory here. You know, the Lucchese's, the Lauer's. Lauer unlocked something for a minute there in Milwaukee and was it was throwing well. Uh, Munoz, obviously in Seattle. Quantrill. Quantrill. He was DFA'd this year, though. I mean, so it, it's one of those deals where you're like, you, you've tempted fate. Quite a bit by tr- by trading a lot of these guys uh, away. The biggest, most recent one would be the Nationals trade for Juan Soto. Sure, Gore, Abrams, Gore, Abrams, Wood. You know those guys. I mean, s- I Gore. Still, I still I, do that trade. <laughs> yeah, I still do it too. And I, I but I do think Gore is going to be really good. And I do think Abrams is going to be above Solid. replacement level. And I think James Wood has the potential to be even better than both of them. I, I do think that because the Padres struggled last year and and in twenty twenty one as well. That there's been this backlash against trading the prospects. Like, hey, Correct. you've got to be more patient with your prospects. AJ, you've been too reckless in getting rid of some of this top talent. Let's not forget, though, there's also been periods of Padres history, including early AJ years, where they did bring up some of those guys that weren't that impressive. Nick Margavichis, and, you know, there are. We talked ourselves into some prospects that weren't really anything at all. And I, this is why. Want to talk with Kyle Glazer a little bit? Are we deluding ourselves on guys like Robbie Snelling and Jairo Ariarte? Are they really going to be, you know, major league pitchers, if not aces? You know, guys who are you know twos, threes in the rotation coming up, or are we just hoping again? And is is there anything more than you can do when it comes to prospects and really just hope? You know, you got an idea like I think this guy might be good, but is it really just hope at this point? Yeah, yeah, it's a good point, man. Uh, it's a really, really good point. So. That option is on the table. You know, that option is on the table. I know that there are several teams in in dire need of a shortstop, Ben. And if Jackson Merrill projects to be, you know, what the Padres think he could be, he may be on the block. I, I don't think anybody's really immune to uh, being being moved from this team right now. I, as much as it would, you know, pain me to see that, it, 
depending on the return and how much it could help next season and a couple of years, hopefully, of control beyond, sure, I, I'm looking at all and, possibilities. And, and the real answer here, I think, is that there has got to be some sort of middle ground. Because, fortunately, AJ's done a, a good enough job, at least on paper, of building up a, a system that is now consistently ranked by just about everybody yep. in, the, in the top ten, if not the top five top now, seven, yeah. in, in the minor leagues, where you can trade a couple of guys without emptying the tank completely and still have some guys that you're very excited about that are going to come up and help you. But at some point, you're probably going to have to, I think, even this off season, I would not be surprised if one or two of the prospects weren't dealt for something, especially outfield. There is not a ton. We went through some of the names earlier. A couple of guys that were interesting, but they're going to be really expensive. You're trying not to spend that much money. There could be cheaper options, even rental options for a two like two years that you could get for a good prospect. And I feel like you're going to have to do that I, at I some point in the next month and a half. Well, there's another name off the board uh, this morning. Bit of a surprise. Michael Brantley, Ben, is going to retire instead of uh, signing with a professional baseball organization. Just uh, came in three minutes ago from MLB Trade Rumors. Michael Brantley to retire. Um, really, he was, well, He's 38. What, what is he? Yeah, really I mean. professional good left-handed hitter so he uh yeah he said it's time for me to be home 24 7 watch my kids grow up and not miss important good for him yeah good for him maybe man. bad for the Padres, but good for him uh, yeah there's a there's another lefty off the board but not to another team to his home team i was i hoping that the Padres were going to sign michael brantley i can't say that i was no but i wouldn't have been disappointed if they did but I can tell you now that it just squeezes the market on outfielders sure a does. little bit more. Because even if the Padres didn't sign him, someone probably was going to. And that was going to take that team probably out of the running for someone else. So, you know, every outfielder that's no longer available, especially one that didn't go to any of the teams, squeezes that market a little bit tighter. And I don't know what... There really hasn't been a ton of trades. Had the Chris Sale trade... There has, but blockbusters. Soto. I mean, Padres in the Soto trade. But what else has gone down? I, I feel like AJ's got a trade in him at some point here I, I before the season more. starts. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. I mean, honestly, the, the average salaries now for players that are just guys, even like I don't think based on the reported budget. What did we think when we uh, you traded Soto and that freed up what thirty thirty five million? Yep, somewhere in that range. They have how much have they spent of that? Not much. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that. Like they haven't spent much, so they got cars to spend. That's like one and a half guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, remember and they have nine roster spots or whatever that they need. I think Hassan Kim, not an outfielder, but a great example. When the Padres signed him, four years, what was it? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yep. Yeah, seven million dollars a year. I'll, I'll say it now. That looked like an overpay. It did. That looked like a like what? My goodness! What are we just throwing around money here on guys that that we have no idea well, if they're going to be any good? My goodness! What a bargain that contract 100%. has turned out to Fast be. Fast forward four years later, if Hassan bargain. Kim was coming over to America Today to play, yeah. he'd be getting four and, years, and, sixty million. And not just because Hassan Kim has been really good, especially the last season and a half, but because of where the market has gone. Yep. That contract now looks ridiculously good. Now, there are other guys, not Hassan Kim, 
other guys around baseball who signed contracts three years ago, like five-year deals. How about your platinum deals, gold glove winner in that, right those, field? those contracts are much more reasonable now than they looked when they were signed a few years ago. That's what the trade market, I think, you know, you might be looking for if you're A.J. Prelate. Now, conversely, other clubs are going to want to hold on to those guys. If you've got a guy who all of a sudden is playing at what looks like a really affordable level, you trade him away. Now, what do we get? We got to spend a bunch of money to sign someone else, you know, to take their place who's probably not as good. So it's going to be hard to pry those kind of players away from their teams right now. Well, very valuable. And you're talking about uh, AJ Preller having a trade in him. You need capital to make trades, and you know, unfortunately. That's that's a guy that you don't know that you'll be able to to have the funds to resign in the off season. Um, I would love that he. I would love if he finished his career here. Obviously, but somebody's going to want him, and somebody. Let's be honest, will overpay for a shortstop like Hassan Kim. I mean, he's a natural natural fit. He plays hard every single day. Can play multiple positions in the infield and can hit, and is now hitting with a little bit more power as well. So, I mean, it sucks. I hate it's it. It's such a dilemma because he is so valuable for all those reasons we indicated: the price tag, the position he plays, positions, and the fact that the Padres are actually covered at most of the positions that he plays as well. That they could. They could afford to lose Hassan Kim. They're a better team, obviously, with with Hassan Kim and the energy that he brings. I love him. Don't re- I don't think there's a fan out there who doesn't want to see Hassan Kim on the team. But if you're simply looking at the cold reality of what valuable commodity you have, probably a guy who is going to get more than you should get for that guy because teams are so desperate for a, a shortstop, <laughs> versatile infielder at a price tag that they can afford for this next season. Hassan Kim is your most valuable chip right now. Valuable for so many reasons. And I don't want to let him go. Don't want to let him go. I don't either. Just be so sad to see him go. Be awful. But, you know, the logical part of my brain. With everything else that's going on. If you threw that in there. You throw a fan favorite. The fan favorite. Is that a reason not to make a smart move? No. It's Uh. almost like it's already bad. I mean, it's already bad. Like so, you. Could, that was the only bad thing. If that, that was the only bad thing that happened, you could you'd it be like, still man, be that bad. sucks. But. I, I, I okay. I don't think the Padres should trade Hassan Kim just to get you know two really hot prospects who aren't going to help them. They need to address other needs. If they were going to trade Hassan Kim, I'd want an outfielder who is sure. going to be playing affordable and playing and contributing this year or starting pitcher. that's simply balancing your team a little bit better than what your current roster construction is and by the way one of those hot prospects as well because yeah. hustling kim is that valuable that's the kind of trade I would at least consider right now. I'm not just selling Hassan Kim high to sell him because, no, because I, I can get prospects him. for him right. and I'm not going to be able to sign him. I'd rather keep him this season. But if you can address one of your glaring needs in the outfield with a really solid ball player and also maybe pick up like a pitching a top pitching prospect along with it all for a one year of Hassan Kim because a team is so desperate for an affordable versatile shortstop you have to consider that you do you have to consider there's that. too many teams in 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 desperation mode right now you know for for shortstops and middle infielders there's just too many teams uh and again as much as i freaking would hate it uh, it would really, really suck. It's awful, but you kind of need to at least look into taking advantage of those teams that are desperate My, if you're A.J. Preller. Now, Michael says you're not going to get that for one year of Kim. Mm. He is a rental. He is a rental. Then don't trade him. Then don't trade him. But 
like, I mean, you look at the market, and I think you might get it for one year of film because it's so rare out there right now. Rare things are valuable. Oh, yeah. Like diamonds and gold and shortstops who make $7 million, who put up five war seasons, yeah. even for one year. That's a rare thing in baseball right now. And rare equals valuable. Yep, I, I agree. I, I would be really surprised uh, if you didn't get somebody that could help you immediately for a guy like Hassan Kim. It's a need for a need type of situation. So uh, somebody has a surplus of something that you need, and let's make the swap. Um, I would hate it. I would hate it. My kids would hate it. They love him. Um, Major League Baseball wouldn't love it with the Korea series coming up, but the Padres do have another Korean yep. player that they could showcase uh, for those two games against the Dodgers now after uh, the signing of Go. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. If you want to uh, chime in, you can get us on X at Ben and Woods. You can call us 833-288-0973. Kyle Glazier, Baseball America. More on this conversation at the bottom of the hour as well. Don't go away. Be right back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I was just floored during that that break. I was uh, scrolling through my timeline, and I happened to see a picture of Jerry Coleman. And I thought to myself, well, why am I looking at a picture of Jerry? And then I love it, Jerry Coleman. I looked at the date, and I could not believe it. Today is January 5th, 2024. Today, it was 10 years ago today that we lost Jerry Coleman. Gerald Francis Coleman, war hero. Yankees star and legendary Padres broadcaster, manager for a year as well. I love that. Man. One of my favorite love, people ever. I love that they pulled him down to manage the team. <laughs> I just love it. 
Can you imagine the uh, consternation if there was like sports radio back then? Back then, the yeah. way it is today, what or year Twitter. Was it? 1980. 1980. He, he skipped the Padres for one season. No, it's a segment on the. They do a quick segment on it on the local news. They write a, an article about it in the paper, and it's done. But now you, we we do a four hour show. Don, they they hired Don Orsillo to manage the Padres. I mean, we do a four and obviously show. Jerry had. Of credentials, course, yeah. Was, you know, but at the same time, he had been in the broadcast booth for a while. Correct, hadn't been coaching or anything. Correct. And <laughs> you know, the fungos were a little rusty. You know, like I mean, Mark Grant played the Mark game. Grant played yeah, the just game. Like Mark Grant. We would lose our minds. <laughs> we would lose our minds. Now he's out there showing the uh, outfield or the first base umpire. Hey, did you see this video on YouTube? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, if it was Tony Gwynn Jr., you'd say, "Oh, yeah. okay." Not too far removed from the game. I like this idea, right? But, yeah, that is uh, one of my favorite stories about the Colonel, Ben. That was one of the most, at least professionally, remarkable days of my life. January 5th, 2014. I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, because that also happened to be... A wild card weekend. Crank up and, the fire, Paulie. Would and the, the San Diego Chargers were playing their first round playoff game at the Cincinnati Bengals. Paul Brown Stadium. I was there to cover it. It was very cold. Um, not snowing yet, but it was definitely like 20s, 30s. Really chilly. And uh, got, to, got to watch that game in the press box. But while that game was going on, I kept running to the back of the press box because the San Diego State basketball team under Steve Fisher was playing a road game at Kansas, mm-hmm. the Jayhawks. And this was, uh, you know, this was before, all obviously, the Final Four run and everything this last year. But uh, the, Can- the, the, the Aztecs were playing great. They were, they were looking to pull the upset. The Chargers were ahead. And it all came together, and the Aztecs won their game. Chargers won their game. And to me, as a San Diego sports fan, this is like the pinnacle. This has got to be one of the greatest days in San Diego sports History and I am getting our live shots ready from Cincinnati, getting ready to go on the air. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call, and I forget who, who, who it was. And they said Jerry Coleman just passed away, and I had just seen him like not not that long ago, and I broke down in tears. I was in the highest of the highs, and just from in that moment on, just the lowest of the lows. Just loved Jerry Coleman so much, and. You know, hadn't I, I? I can't even remember exactly what had happened, but he had been in perfect health at the end of the last season. Like you'd think, Jerry was going to go on for years and years. So it came as a, a real shock to me uh, when I had heard that he had passed away, and I just remember the roller coaster of that day. And you know, you're already out of out of town and to- totally different situation. It was just very emotional, and it was just, I mean, maybe one of the most notable days in San Diego sports history. January fifth, twenty fourteen. And that was uh, 10 years ago today. Crazy, man. Crazy. This show, me, Paulie, we weren't even a, a gleam in your eye at that time. <laughs> no. Were we? Yeah, I mean, no. you had just been in town for what? Four years? Yeah. yeah for I got a little while. Yeah. No, I remember it well. One of my good buddies I played baseball with gave Ten me Ten years ago, I was three mo- uh, five months away from even getting my first internship in radio. <laughs> yeah. My buddy gave me a signed, uh, a signed picture of the Colonel, and I still have it uh, in my house. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I remember that day very, very well. There have been some big days since I moved to town, Benny, with Junior and Tony and, and, you know, the Colonel and all that. And now Peter Seidler. It's, it's been a rough go. It's been a rough go. I've said it before. It was a 2003 spring training. Um, so, you know, Jerry and, and Uncle Teddy called the games back then, but 
Uncle Teddy had weekday responsibilities. I think he was doing, obviously, his Channel 8 stuff and some Aztec stuff. So he was only able to do the weekend games during spring training. And they didn't have any backup. It was long before Jesse got to town. And they needed someone to fill in Monday to Thursday, four games. And I was out there. I was doing pre- and post-game with Craig, our midday host, Craig Elston. And they said, can you do four games with Jerry? And I was like, yes. I mean, I had never done any really professional play-by-play. The chance to sit next to him, a Hall of Famer, even just spring, meaningless spring training games, and call four big league baseball games with Jerry Coleman remains one of the absolute highlights of my professional life. And I may never get another chance to do a... A baseball game. We did one with uh, Jesse. Yeah, uh, terrible. Once at spring training a few years ago. It's horrific. <laughs> Worst day of my life. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no offense to Jesse, sitting next to Jerry just hit a little bit different for four days. Sorry, Jesse. Sorry, if you're Jesse. Listening. I'm sorry. He'll, he'll you didn't understand. need to be. You didn't need to catch that unnecessary shrapnel from Ben. I love you. Know I love Jesse. I do. It's 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 a little different. What was the next bigger the moment in your career? Calling games with the colonel or eating fettuccine through a hole hole in a gimp mask. (laughs) Kind of different ends of the spectrum, I would say. Yeah, Um, for sure. I think I look more fondly upon the calling games with the colonel moment (laughs) than last year's Christmas extravaganza. The fettuccine, obviously, (laughs) tasted much better. I don't know. They had a lot of good chain restaurants in Peoria. They do. They really, really do. I ate something good that week. Rest in peace to the great, the great Jerry Coleman. I miss him still. Still to this day. Can't believe it's been 10 years. 10 years. years, I mean, where does the time go? Blink of an eye, my friend. 10 years today. Kyle Glazer's up next. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, Baseball America's Kyle Glazer will join us. Who is potentially ready? If the Padres need to call on those minor leaguers, are any of them set? And not to be, I I mean, I'm not even thinking Corbin Carroll here. I was able to find at least one clip from the uh, booth with Jesse oh, Agnew. No, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> this was uh, February of 2020. It's not like we saved the good ones. We only saved the bad ones. Oh, the, like the one that's labeled Ben's first flub of the game. <laughs> Just threw his bat out and uh, put it where they're, where they're not over there oh, on the God. left side of the field. Nice piece of hitting by Greg Garcia. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Good tier one, Greg Garcia. Got to call Just threw his bat out and uh, put it where they're, where they're not over oh, there. No, 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 I'm no Jesse Agler. I will admit that for sure. Ben got some golf talk into the broadcast. Are we still, are yeah, we're still, still doing this, doing this now? Yeah. No, no. no. One-two curve is outside. Two balls and two strikes. Who's your favorite all-time golfer? Charlie Patrick Hoffman. Reed. Is well, listening I, today, I Charlie Hoffman? Up, I grew up cheering for Craig Stadler, the walrus. Oh, yeah, sure. he's local from San Diego. Um, so I, I, probably still my all-time favorite. Love cheering. Masters champion. Oh, man. What happened to Kyle Glazer? Coming he's up coming next. up next. Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The question is, can the Padres count on any of these top prospects in 2024 to contribute? Or are we deluding ourselves when we say, hey, yeah, the farm system looks good. It's going to start producing some talent. Padres need some of that talent now, though, or at least you know by this summer or this season could get very problematic for A.J. Preller and company. Uh, we're going to talk with Kyle Glazer from Baseball America. He is standing by. Get to him right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. And joining us right now, our friend from Baseball America, Kyle Glazer, with us here on Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Happy New Year. Good morning, Kyle. Hey, Happy New Year, guys. How you doing, Kyle? Uh, I wanted to ask you kind of an open-ended general question based on your your best educated guess. The state of of the San Diego Padres right now, how is A.J. Preller? We know he's watching what this market is doing. We, we know he sees what guys are getting paid. Um, how do you think he's feeling as a GM right now, knowing what he has left to work with? Look, A.J. Preller and his staff are going to have to get very, very, very creative. They need a center fielder. There's not really any center field options you like left on the market. Um, some of the starting pitching options that are there are guys you don't really want to give a whole lot of money to. There's guys with some injury risks. So um, the fact that they're not going to be able to play at the top of the market for, you know, say, a Cody Bellinger, um, you know, maybe bringing back a Blake Snell, you know, when you look at the remaining options after that, there's not a ton you feel great about. So he and his staff are going to have to get creative, whether that's through trades, whether that's maybe moving some guys that are currently in the organization, moving positions and trying to do some other things. Um, it's not going to be easy at the same time. 
again, this is why a general manager and president of baseball ops gets paid find creative solutions. <laughs> the, it's exactly right. He's going to have to do some serious uh, GMing this off season. Have you heard any rumors about potential position changes? Because I think you know Fernando Tatis to center makes some sense. I do. We were laughing about it yesterday. Everybody always says, "Well." A cheap, power-hitting corner outfielder is so easy to find, along with a first baseman. We need all of those, and and yet, you know, they're not really out there unless you do, in fact, get creative. So have you heard anything about guys potentially being looked at at other positions? Uh, Nothing internally from the organization. At the same time, I think you look at the way this roster is currently constructed, who's available on the free agent market, and moving Fernando Tatis Jr. to center, maybe signing, say, Jorge Soler and Eddie Rosario to one- or two-year deals to fill out the corners, that's certainly a more appealing option than yeah. trying to find one of the center fielders that are currently on the free agent market. So outside of Cody Bellinger, of course, he's not going to be in the Padres price range. So I, I think that nothing official is being talked about yet. At the same time, um, you can clearly kind of read the tea leaves and see that given the state of things, that might be what they have to do. Even if you could get Jorge Soler and Eddie Rosario on one-year deals, which I'm guessing you can't, based on what we've seen in the market, that's probably more than the Padres are looking to spend with the rest of their off-season cash just right there. Which leads me to believe at some point, Kyle, they're going to have to rely on their own minor league system to produce some of this talent. And I know Baseball America has been pretty glowing in their reviews of what A.J. has done the last couple of years uh, in the draft, in international signings, and in player development. Where, where did you guys rank uh, most recently the Padres minor league system? Uh, in our midseason organization talent rankings, I believe they were seventh. Um, again, those are a little dated at this point because you've had players graduate, you've had guys move around. Right. So we just wrapped up the prospect handbook. We're going to be putting together our top 100 prospects here shortly, and an updated organization talent rankings after that. So, but they were down um, like in I the can't... 20s not that long ago, correct? Correct, and that's where again you give a lot of credit to this organization, the scouting department, both domestically and internationally bringing guys in, um, helping, you know, identifying talent accurately, and then helping these guys get better. You know, you've seen some some really, really good picks hit. You look at Jackson Merrill, you look at Robbie Snelling, you know, those are top, top of the draft kind of guys. And then they've also done a good job later in the draft. You look at guys like Graham Pauly, Jacob Marcy, Nathan Martorella, who are mid to late round picks, and they've all looked really, really good as well. So it's never been a question of if this organization can draft and develop. They can do both. The issue has been they've had a tendency to rush guys and put them in the major leagues when they're not ready, and thus they don't get the best from them. This is Kyle Glazer from Baseball America, and you're leading right into what my, my next question really was, and that is you guys can see it, experts can see, that these guys are good, really good minor leaguers compared to some of the other ones out there. So we know that they can do it on the minor league level. But now the question is, can they do it on the major league level? And is there something about the Padres – that they've been doing wrong in not getting guys ready for the major league level. You kind of hinted at it where you said maybe rushing guys too fast, and but it feels like they're going to have to do that again if they're if they're going to fill out some of their twenty six man roster this year with guys who weren't really on the radar a year ago, like Jacob Marcy or Graham Pauly, and and now it feels like they're going to be relied on at least at some point here in twenty twenty four. Is that too fast, Kyle? Yes, the worst thing the Padres could do would be to repeat their mistakes of the past and rush these guys. None of these guys are remotely ready to be on an opening day roster. 
most of these guys have some partial double A seasons, less than half a double A season. That's true of Jackson Merrill. Ethan Salas uh, should not have been in double A last year at all. He was nowhere near ready for it. He needs to start the year in high A and get a full season, maybe two more in the minors. You look at these guys, Paulie Marci, Motorella, they came up for a little bit of time in double A. Um, they, they, all these guys need at least another half season to a full year in the minors. And if the Padres make the same mistakes in the past and rush it and try and force it, they're not going to get the best of these guys. So realistically, looking at the Padres right now, the major league roster they have, what the best timelines for all these prospects would be, I do think 2024 is going to be more of a transition year where they're going to have some struggles in the major leagues, but they give these guys, these prospects, uh, really, really, you know, the development they need. And then 2025, you have this good major league core of, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, Xander Bogart, Joe Musgrove, Udarvish, et cetera. And now these guys are more ready to contribute in the major leagues. So you don't need to do a rebuild. It's not going to be terrible. But I, I think rushing them for the purposes of 2024 would not do the organization any good short-term or long-term. Talking to Kyle Glazer, Baseball America, here on Ben and Woods this morning. You're talking about, you know, repeating the mistakes of the past. And, you know, a, a, a very astute a uh, listener tweeted in or earlier in the week, we can't keep repeating the mistakes of the past when we go out and trade uh, some of our better prospects for uh, Major League Ready talents. A lot of them have worked out. Uh, his off, AJ's offseason trades, as my buddy David just uh, DM'd me, they've been really, yeah. really good. The midseason mm-hmm. trades, not so much. So um, it, it, that, is, that would be, in your opinion, another mistake, again, if you were going to unload you know, one, two, three of these guys for – Guys that can come in, play the outfield, play first base, maybe even uh, you know, toe the slab as well. That's another another set of mistakes that they can't repeat. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I think if there's a deal that makes sense, it's worth making. Um, I, again, I, I wouldn't say that that would be a mistake. It just depends on what the deal is and who the player you're bringing back sure. is. I mean, no one would look at the Hugh Darvish trade, the Blake Snell trade, or the Joe Musgrove trade and say those were mistakes. Those were great trades. Great um, trades. The Padres have a really good track record of making deals in the offseason, as you noted. It's their deadline trades that have, have not been great. And some that's because they're rushing or they're, you know, maybe just trying to be, they're being a little impulsive on some of them trying to go for it. So I think if there's a trade that makes sense, it's fine. You know, there's no such thing as an untouchable prospect. And if the deal makes sense, go ahead and pull the trigger. It's just a matter, I would say that the mistake would be putting these guys in the majors on opening day, or I'd even say, you know, probably for most of them, even by the all-star break, these guys need time and trying to shoehorn them in to fill the major league roster holes, especially when you consider, you know, Graham Pauly and Jackson Merrill, if you're going to put them in the outfield, now you're trying to add a whole new position onto them. That's going to take even more time. Trying to force that in the major leagues on opening day would sidetrack both of them. So, again, if there's a trade to make, sure, make it. But um, the, the, the mistake would be rushing guys, not necessarily trading them. Kyle, I think the when you said the phrase transition season in 2024, oh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. definitely ha- had some people um, feeling a little nervous about what's coming up here. Is there is there an optimistic way of looking at that, that even if it is a transition season, that could be, yeah, you've got some, some holes early in the year, but you also have some talent and they, they keep you, you know, treading water until later in the year when maybe some of those guys are coming up and ready and you finish strong, make it to the playoffs. And obviously we know that anything can happen in the postseason. Is that, do you feel like that's at least an optimistic, but yet somewhat realistic view of what the Padres could be in 2024? We have to see what they do the rest of the offseason. As currently constructed, this is not a playoff team, and it's not close to a playoff team. 
Um, there's too many holes. There's too many players slated to get playing time that uh, should not be starting games in the major leagues and, and really should barely be on uh, 26-man rosters. So they're going to have to get really creative this offseason. Um, right now, this is the fourth best team in the National League West. They're going to be, you know, the Dodgers are better. The D-backs are better. Them versus the Giants is a debate. Um, that there's a lot of holes that have to be filled. There's a big drop-off of talent from the front of rotation to the back of rotation, from the top of the lineup to the bottom of the lineup, and one or two additional players are not going to fix that. It, it's going to be more than that. And given their financial state, um, again, they're going to have to get really creative to kind of fill that hold, those holes out. So, again, if they can do that, you know, maybe we can reassess in March. But as currently constructed today, um, the playoffs are not really in the picture. This is not a playoff team. You heard it here on Ben and Woods, yeah. Kyle Glazer. Well, uh, that explains the 2024 Padres slogan. We're reasonably sure we're better than the Rockies. <laughs> Us versus the Giants. They're, they're, they're definitely better than the Rockies. But look, you stack them up against the Dodgers, it's no comparison. Right. You stack them up against the defending NL champion D-backs, it's no comparison. You know, go position by position with the Giants. They have more top-end talent, but the drop-off from, you know, their fifth-best hitter to their ninth-best hitter is more steep. So... There, there there are a lot of holes that need to be filled, and that's why, you know, again, there is some wisdom to ultimately the goal is to make this team as competitive year in and year out as much as possible. The fact that this is an 82-win team a year ago, they've gotten worse, and, you know, the best thing for them long-term is to let this talented young pro- group of prospects develop, come up, supplement in 2025, and maybe that's where you see, start to see a 90-win team taking shape. You, you don't really see that happening this year. Kyle, tell me uh, what you know about Le- I know Leonales <laughs> de Bris, who uh, is supposed to sign with the Padres in ten days, shortstop from the Dominican Republic, um, one of the best prospects allegedly in baseball uh, right now, and he will be a San Diego Padre. Is that a fact? Uh, yeah, he's projected to sign with the Padres, and the way the international market works is most of these kids have agreements with teams a year or two year international signing day, so. He's connected to the Padres. Uh, he's projected to receive the second largest bonus in the international signing class. Uh, again, the Padres have done a really, really good job scouting domestically, internationally, getting top-end talent into their farm system. That's never been the problem. It's making all the pieces fit in the major leagues. But he's a talented young player and, and yet another really good player for the Padres to be adding to their organization. Talking to Kyle Glazer from Baseball America, somewhat sobering Kyle's perspective on things. And uh, we needed it. We're cheerleaders, you know. Well, no, and and I guess one of the things that I'm thinking about is if Kyle's right, and he very well could be, if the Padres go through this transition year, and let's say everything goes really well with these minor leaguers, and the guys, the top prospects, continue to develop, and they really look like they're about to bust through, and Marcy and Paulie, and as Kyle said, you know, 2025 could be a really good, you know, 90 plus win playoff team, but they kind of languish in mediocrity, you know, 75, 80 wins this year. Does AJ Preller? like survive into it to see the fruits of his labors even in 2025. Is there a, is there a way to sell that to the Padres fans, to the ownership? Like, Hey, yeah, we're doing really, really well. But what are you talking about? You finished fourth in the NL West. You know, fans need more than this for what we're paying for this roster. You can't finish fourth, but Hey, the, everything we wanted with these minor league guys are coming through. It's going to be, a, I think a potential dilemma, uh, you know, as, as they get late in this season. Absolutely. Look, and, and this is where it goes back to A.J. Preller. His first full season overseeing this team was 2015, and they have yet to have a 90-win season. 
Um, he's had more manager hires than any general manager really has, has ever had in recent baseball history. Um, that, that's a conversation that I'm sure will be had. I think that's where setting expectations is important. Again, I would like to reiterate, we still have, you know, almost th- you know three months yeah. until opening day. So a lot can change. Maybe they get creative. They make some trades. They are able to make a, a really good signing or two. And maybe on opening day, we look back and say, you know what? They've upgraded this roster and maybe it can contend for a playoff spot. So a lot can change between, you know, today as we're talking and, and opening day. Um, but if things stay as they are now, it would be very, very important for the front office to kind of set expectations of, look, realistically, um, this is where we are. This is what we're going for. And, and you know, be forthright with ownership and the fan base and let the chips fall where they may. No, all right, Kyle. Well, that was um, appreciate it. Yeah, we needed no, it. no, no, no. I, we needed to we hear. Need, it. We need all perspectives here, we do. and uh, we always appreciate your work. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, and have a good weekend. No problem, guys. Hi, have buddy. Thank one. you, Kyle Glazer from Baseball America. I, I do think that it's almost an impossible sell, even if everything in the minor leagues goes perfectly this year, and the Padres are. In fact, projected to be loaded, you know, 2025 through 2028. Can A.J. Preller survive another bad season in the big leagues? Or will we get to the end of the year and, you know, hey, the GM job in San Diego looks pretty ripe. I mean, you're walking into a pretty good situation with a stacked minor leagues, some good talent already in the major leagues, and we're going to be one of those, you know, like they say with the Chargers, what a great job. you got a quarterback in place and you're taking over in a good situation. Will someone be taking over a good situation at the end of 2024, or can AJ talk his way into staying, even if the Padres don't succeed on the big league level this year? Yeah, I mean, again, and I think it's important to to note what Kyle said. I mean, there's still plenty of time to, of course, to build a better roster than you have. I think he was saying, as as it stands today, that's not a playoff oh. team, and I I agree with him. You have one guy that can play the outfield, one and a half. A lot of balls fall in when you have one and a half outfielders out there. I've played many an adult league game with two outfielders, and believe you me, those balls find the holes, all right? So uh, they find the holes sometimes when there's three outfielders out there in adult league. But, you know, if you're A.J. Preller, you don't you don't want to lose this gig. You hold on to this gig like grim death, you know? So aren't you going to do what you have to do to put a winner on the field, which is, again... You know, kind of what the fans have been promised, and season ticket prices have gone up. I don't know how well Padres fans are going to swallow, or should they swallow, a transition year. I I just don't know that it's in the cards. I disagree with Kyle in that I don't think we'll hear from the Padres a real managing of expectations. I I mean... They they I mean, may we've they already may, kind of heard a they, little they've bit. They've tried to manage perhaps payroll expectations. Sure. But you can't you can't ever sell Yeah, hey, we think finishing above five hundred is a good year for us. No way. I don't think you'll hear anything like that. Like and those, hey, our goal is to improve from last year, have a winning season, but if we don't make the playoffs, it's okay. I that that I can't see that ever coming out of anybody's mouth at, be at Petco fool. Park this you sh- year. You'd be a fool to say that. The only expectation you can set if you're the Padres, if you're Mike Schilt, if you're A.J. Preller, we have to make the playoffs. You cannot tell. you got to make the playoffs. You can't say that to – yeah, you can't say that to people after – Now, you can hope you make the playoffs with you know, 85 wins, depending on how things shake out. There's a lot of playoff spots now available in Major League <laughs> Baseball. You don't have to win 100 games to make the postseason. But to me, there's no level of expectation below making the playoffs that's okay for the San Diego Padres. Drew said, way to set the mood going into the weekend, boys. (laughs) 
<laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No, I mean, look, it, you, you, it's good to get that perspective. You want to prove, you know, if you're the players and, and AJ and everybody, you want to prove everybody wrong. I, I think that it is playoffs has to be the goal. There's no successful season that doesn't end with the Padres in the postseason. 100%. You have in to. my mind, you have to. Even in Major League Baseball nowadays, I think that's true of most teams. There are a few that are truly in a horrible rebuild. But we'll continue this discussion. Rival Report, Polly's headlines coming up next. Final hour of the week on the fan. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.